Today is Monday, July 19, 2021. On this day in 2007, Melanie McGuire, better known as the suitcase killer, was sentenced for murdering and dismembering her husband. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions and depictions of violence, mutilation, and domestic abuse that some people may find disturbing. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the sentencing of Melanie McGuire for the murder of her husband. Let's go back to the Middlesex County Courthouse in New Brunswick, New Jersey, on the morning of July 19, 2007. Even after the judge sentenced her to life in prison, 34-year-old Melanie McGuire swore she was innocent. In the press, headlines compared the gruesome killing to one viewers may have seen on The Sopranos, perhaps because the Maguires lived in the same working-class area of New Jersey where the show is set, but more so because Maguire shot her husband, dismembered him, and ditched the remains in suitcases. The bloodbath was first discovered in 2004, Chris Henkel and a friend who took his kids out of school decided to go fishing over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel in Virginia. The passage connects the eastern shore of Virginia to Virginia Beach, both above ground and underground beneath the waves. As they cast their lines out by Fisherman's Island, Chris spotted a dark green Kenneth Cole suitcase floating in the water. He fished it out, figuring it likely came from a three-piece set. Inside, the group found something wrapped up in thick black garbage bags. The young boy with them believed it was a hidden treasure, like out of a pirate story. Chris, meanwhile, got a bad feeling, but before he could react, his friend's son ripped the bags open. Inside were a pair of severed human legs, bloodless and pale as milk. They were so fresh that there was no smell. Chris zipped the case back up and called police. Soon, the hunt was on for the rest of the dismembered man. Six days later, a grad student discovered another Kenneth Cole suitcase while walking near the beach of Fisherman's Island. When she opened it, the smell of decomposition overwhelmed her. This time, a human torso and the head were sealed inside. Five days after that, the final piece of luggage floated past another fisherman. It contained the victim's pelvis and thighs. The medical examiner discovered the mystery man had been shot several times by a 38 caliber handgun. The murderer had then drained his blood, chopped him up, and dumped the body in the ocean. Soon after the murder made the news, Sue Rice saw an artist's sketch of the dead victim. It looked just like her close friend, 39-year-old programmer Bill McGuire. As it turned out, nobody had seen Bill in weeks, nor had anyone reported him as a missing person. Police called Bill's wife, Melanie, down to Virginia to tell her that her husband was deceased. At some point, they also then decided to interview her about the last time Melanie saw her husband. 
She claimed she had a fight with Bill in the early hours of April 29, 2004. On the 28th, the two had closed on a huge $450,000 house out in Warren County. It was the kind of place they'd been dreaming of for them and their two children. Secretly, however, Melanie wasn't thrilled. She'd already grown cold to Bill's explosive temper tantrums and was secretly carrying on an affair with a doctor at her work. She didn't want a huge house anchoring her to Bill, and the good news would turn into another brutal argument later that night. According to Melanie, around three or four in the morning, the two began to fight over the house. Their fight soon turned physical when Bill allegedly choked Melanie with a dryer sheet and smacked her with all of his strength. She told police that if he'd used a closed fist, he would have broken her cheek. Melanie grabbed her two-year-old and locked herself in the bathroom. Bill packed his bags while shouting that he was leaving and never coming back. He said to tell their kids they don't have a father. Melanie told authorities that she assumed Bill drove straight for Atlantic City to feed his gambling addiction after that. She had no idea what happened to Bill since then. She already knew their marriage was dead. Investigators became all but certain Bill was killed in New Jersey and not in Virginia. As evidence started accumulating, they realized they weren't quite done looking into Melanie. She was definitely keeping something from the police. Her story was full of holes, and investigators needed to know why she was lying. Up next, authorities close in on the killer. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast, and I'm here to tell you about my new 10-episode limited series, Obituaries. They're some of the most iconic figures of all time, celebrated in death for their individual achievements and impact on society. But in life, the relationships they kept tell a different story, one of unexpected connections that yielded extraordinary change. Every Wednesday on Obituaries, join my co-host Carter and me as we explore the shared legacies of prolific pairs from the past. From the mutual traumas of entertainers Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald, to the unlikely admiration between visionaries Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla, each episode of Obituaries digs deep into the lasting impressions made between two legendary figures and how their entanglements changed the course of history. These meaningful duos may have passed on, but the profound effect they had on each other and us will live on forever. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen free only on Spotify. Now back to the story. On July 19, 2007, Melanie McGuire was sentenced to life in prison for slaying her husband, Bill. His body was found in three separate suitcases, butchered and cast out to sea by the killer. After hearing about the unhappy couple's final fight, investigators started to see Melanie in a new light. They discovered that two days before Bill vanished, Melanie had purchased a gun, but she didn't buy it locally. She drove all the way to Easton, Pennsylvania, where gun laws are more lax. Not only that, she had purchased a 38 caliber handgun with wad cutter bullets, which matched the caliber and ammunition type found inside the body. 
Her internet history turned up some chilling selections as well. She had searched how to purchase guns illegally, undetectable poisons, and things like how to sedate and murder someone. Shortly after the initial interview with Melanie, police discovered Bill's blue Nissan Maxima parked outside the Flamingo Hotel in Atlantic City. Investigators turned to Melanie's secret lover, Dr. Bradley Miller, for more information. But the doctor didn't have any pertinent information that linked him to the crime. After Bill's disappearance, Melanie claimed she had spotted Bill's Nissan from the highway while angrily driving around searching for him. As revenge, Melanie did something that she and Bill often did during their fights. She got in the car and moved it, just to mess with him. Detectives found the story preposterous. Melanie had originally claimed she had no idea where her husband went. Security footage captured the blue sedan parking, but the tape was too grainy to ID the driver stepping out. They then checked Melanie's Easy Pass records. They showed two charges, with her driving into Atlantic City and then driving back that night. Not only that, but a company representative said that Melanie requested to have those transactions erased from her account. Investigators also found a bottle of chloral hydrate, a sedative, inside the dead man's car. Records showed that someone bought the chemical at a Walgreens near the place the McGuire children went for daycare. The prescription came from the office of Dr. Bradley Miller. Dr. Miller swore his signature was forged and that he had nothing to do with it. Investigators could tell they were getting close to the truth. Multiple times, detectives literally tore apart Melanie's home, looking for any sign that Bill was killed and dismembered there. The searches came up with nothing. However, inside the blue Nissan, they found human sawdust, organic particles that could have come from cutting up a human body. On June 5, 2005, authorities arrested Melanie on first-degree murder charges. Two years later, a jury decided that Melanie McGuire was the suitcase killer. On July 19, the judge sentenced her to life in prison. But Melanie McGuire refused to go down without a fight. In 2020, 47-year-old Melanie gave an interview for ABC's 2020. She maintained her innocence and claimed the police investigation was full of holes. Melanie pointed out that all the evidence against her was circumstantial. She acknowledged the unlikely excuses she gave for her actions were strange, but insisted they were absolutely true. Investigators, meanwhile, countered this, saying that every argument Melanie made against the evidence was weak. Experts backed the investigation, and most authorities believe the suitcase killer is still sitting behind bars in Clinton, New Jersey. But with renewed interest in the case, we might find new developments in the coming days. If, against all odds, Melanie is innocent, then the person who cast Bill McGuire into the sea is still walking among us. 
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. If you enjoy our in-depth profiles on historical figures and famous fates, you'll love my new limited series, Obituaries. Every Wednesday on Spotify, join me and my co-host Carter as we explore the unlikely bonds forged between two meaningful figures from the past and discover how those relationships impacted the future. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen weekly, free and only on Spotify. Spotify.